what is going on with Boston College hockey, who have stunk out the joint in the month of January? We're going to get into this, recruiting, and a whole lot more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Wednesday, Thursday, everyone. Jeez, my, my days are all blurring together. On today's show, we're going to jump in and talk hockey, who have been an absolute train wreck over the last month. And I want to talk about what's going on with this team. What is what's What is going wrong with the Eagles, who are now sitting in near the bottom of Hockey East? They are currently eighth in the conference, but they're not that far off from the bottom. Uh, they're only above UNH, Vermont, and Maine, and Maine smoked them. So Boston College is not looking very good. And I I was looking up some statistics to kind of back some of the points of what I was looking at. And it's, it's, it's definitely disheartening. So right now, Boston College has lost seven of their last eight games going back to the beginning of the month of January. And that eighth game was also a loss. But it was a tie loss, so it doesn't really count as a loss. But for 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 our sake of discussion, that's eight straight losses for BC. In that span, they have played absolute terrible hockey. And what I looked at when I found out what was going on was I looked at some of the statistics because you can watch the game. I mean, I let me kind of take two steps back. I'm getting ahead of myself here. So yesterday I was recording our episode talking all about, you know, John McNulty. If you want more positive stuff, go back and check out that. and Check, check it out on YouTube, too. Uh, but the game was going on, and I, I went I went to go record, and BC Hockey was up 3 nothing against Harvard. And I was like, oh, you know, this any Jerry York team, when they're up 3 nothing, uh, you know, they're, they're in good shape. But, you know, back of my mind's nagging, going, AJ, you know, this team has struggled. Keep your... Keep your uh, Keep your wits about you because something could happen. And oh my gosh, did something happen. So 3 nothing, And then it was goal after goal after goal after goal. Six unanswered goals for Harvard. Six. And they win 6-3. I mean, you can't write this stuff. And yes, I know, you know, you don't want to get on Jerry York because he's a legend. And, you, and obviously this is, you know, he has his bad years, but... You know, call a spade a spade, right? This was this is a terrible, terrible streak of hockey for BC Hockey right now. I mean, you look at the losses that they have in there. They have losses to Maine, to UConn. They have they got swept by UNH. They got absolutely decimated by Providence and Notre Dame, good teams. And then they had this this happen. Now. You look at the losses, and it's not like they lose three to two. They're getting crushed in every aspect of the game. Most mostly, they're goaltending. Their goaltender. They're, if you look at hockey statistics, right, and you look at save percentage, they're dead last in hockey East, and they're not even close. I think they're about point one oh oh percent above, or point oh one percent next to the next team. They also are dead last in goals allowed. 
They've let up more than any other team by, I think, five goals on the season. Uh, their offense has been okay. Their penalty killing stinks. They're, you know, they're second from the last in Hockey East in that. So these are some concerning numbers. Goaltending, defense, and power play. They have just been abysmal. And, you know, I, I was looking at, you know, I, I've followed BC Hockey for years. I love this team. Um, and, you know, some of the my favorite memories from BC Sports, either going to the games or watching them, you know, play in, in like national title matches and stuff have been because of hockey. I went to the, you know, I took my dog to the to their 2012 uh, championship game. I thought that, I mean, that championship parade at BC, that was so much fun. But I had to look back. I was like, you know, Jerry York, he has, he has created such a level of excellence at Boston College. I can't remember the last time BC struggled like they have now. And, you know, I'm looking at back and thinking, Okay, so if they continue this, right now they're just above 500. They uh, sorry, they are just under 500. They're 10, 12 and 4, 12, 10, 12 and 4, and they got some big games coming up, the Beanpot, UMass Lowell. I mean, they're looking at a really rough year. And I mean, I every game, every season I've remembered in the last decade to 15 years has been good. And that's that's a testament to what Jerry York has done. I mean, they've got national championships, Beanpots, hockey's. They've got everything in there, right? You have to go back 20 years to find a year as bad as what Boston College is doing right now. And they're going to be worse than that. I think you might need to go further back. So when you're looking at their statistics, like York has sustained excellence basically from 2002 and three on the, and you know, he had a couple good years before that too, obviously, but in terms of sustained excellence, it's been that long. And you have to look back at the 2001-2002 season to find a season where they were just above 500. Every other season since then, they've been way above 500. And that year, they went 10-13. and 13. I mean, they got to be worse than this. So you have to go basically all the way back to that 94-97 that to 97 stretch when Jerry York took over uh, to find a team that's playing as badly as Boston College is right now. And as I said, the stars are all heading off. I mean, the stars that have been kind of... Um, floating that offense, you know, Jack McBain, Mark McLaughlin, uh, there's a few others that are going to the Olympics it, it, just in time for this team to really be playing at their worst for the season. That's bad news. That's going to get rough, man. And this is one of the, you know, this, I don't, I'm not, in, I'm not on board yet to say like, yo, Jerry York needs to retire, you know, good coaches, unless you're Nick Saban in football, they have their off years here and there. And Jerry York, he he's he's entitled to a year of, of just, you know, not playing well. Just hopefully next year that he can fix whatever's going on, get a good goaltender in here because the goaltending has been gar- is not very good and and get some get some good defense because the defense has also been struggling. So, I uh, you know, this has just been tough and it's you know, when bo- hockey's good, fans want to talk about when hockey's bad, no one really wants to talk about it, but you know, I feel like it's worth it to talk about like they, this team is really poor. But on the other side, it's important also to mention that the women's hockey team is playing excellent right now. And they just beat the number three team, Northeastern, in the bean pot. Um, Lexi Gay had two goals. Uh, Abigail Levy had 49 saves. So uh, congratulations to them. They get to play Harvard in the bean pot finals next, I think it's next week. Uh, they have two games between that. But congratulations to the women. We always like to see them doing well. Now, in a moment, I'm going to chat a little bit about recruiting. 
talk a little bit about where BC is at as they the later signing period has just passed. Now, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and bets than ever before, as it continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. And for all of you that have made Locked On Boston College your first listen every morning, I want to thank each and every one of you. Uh, We do this five days a week. This is a daily Boston College podcast. The only one out there that does this. You know, there's other good podcasts out there, um, but we do this every day to give you all the news and opinion that you need. And for some of you that love to get your BC news every morning and and to hear interviews and hear my analysis, thank you. Um, And for those of you that really like us, and have, you know, season ticket holders that, you know, tailgate with you, recommend our podcast to them. Say, hey, you know, I, I love getting a good 20 minutes of AJ Black every morning talk about BC sports. So thank you all who have listened. And if this is your first listen, I want to welcome you too, because I think this is great um, that you've given me a chance to talk to you about BC sports. So on Wednesday, it was the late national signing day, or as I like to call it for Boston College sports, the great nothing burger day, because nothing ever happens on national signing day at the late period. You always get one signing or so, and that's exactly what happened this year. Now, on Tuesday, I had reported that Isaiah Ferris, a defensive back from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, had committed to Boston College. He had visited the Eagles over the weekend, and blizzard be damned, he still committed to the Eagles. And so... He was the lone last signing for Boston College. You know, he's a kid that had offers from Syracuse, Marshall, Colorado, and FIU. He's 6-0, about, they say 170 now. I mean, his 247 sports profile had him at 155, which is uh, scary, but I think he's put on a little bit of weight. Uh, but he kind of fills that spot, uh, either that Sean Asbury, Brandon Sebastian, or uh, Jamal Hood who was supposed to come in, you know, Jamal hood was a recruit that was committed to Boston college. He ended up not coming Sebastian, you know, he's a four year starter. He ended up in the draft. Sean Asbury transferred to old dominion. So they needed a little bit of depth and they got that with, um, Isaiah Ferris. Now there were some other names going around over the, over the last couple of weeks. The big one that people kept asking about, and I feel like it's important to talk about with you is RJ Maryland. RJ Maryland is a, wide receiver tight end from uh, Texas. He's the son of Miami legend uh, Russell Maryland, and he was committed to Boston College up until pretty much the day of early signing period. And then he, they, the two parties kind of split ways, and he just, you know, I had heard you know, that it wasn't closed yet, but, you know, I, I got the sense it wasn't going to happen. Uh, Maryland did not sign with Boston College. He ended up with SMU, um, you know, it sounds like he wanted to stay closer to home. He gets to play in front of his fans and fran- family and friends. That's a good thing. I, it, was, it sounded like uh, I saw his signing uh, announcement, and it was between SMU and Miami, his dad's alma mater. And he decided, he said he wanted to blaze his own path, so good luck to him. He, I could never hurt, um, fault a kid for not choosing a school. Like, you know, it's their decision. Like, if he's not, he's going to be miserable, you know, being from Texas, going to New England or Miami then why, why, why would he do that? So good luck to him. You always wish him the best. 
The other name that was out there was Jalen Davis Robinson, who I know had visited Boston College. He's a, a track star from Wattahaxie, uh, I believe it is, Texas. I apologize if I get the name wrong. He's a, he's a track kid. Um, he came down to a Final Four of Oregon, Colorado, uh, sorry, Oregon, Wyoming, Boston College, and LSU with a, basically a Final Two of LSU and Oregon, and he chose uh, the Tigers. And so that was that. was that. I didn't think he was going to end up here. Once I saw Oregon and LSU were stepping around, and LSU is obviously a big-time program, and with Brian Kelly there dancing like an idiot during his videos, uh, you definitely want to go there. But people ask me, and just to give you some like clarification, like, so, you know, why does... Uh, some people have been wondering, like, why, why is Boston College not involved in the late signing period? So there's schools that go and kind of wrap everything up early. I mean, even schools like Wisconsin are, are schools like uh, that want to get things done by that early signing period. And clearly a school like Boston College is like that. You know, honestly, Syracuse is not. Louisville is not. They were still trying to grab their guys later on. But I think what Boston College is going for is they're trying to connect with these kids. And, and Halfley wants to bring in guys that are you know, true to their roots that want to be at Boston College. If they're kind of hemming and hawing and they're going to wait and they're going to do this, they're not going to come, or they're, they're deciding and they're not sure, then they're probably not a Boston College person, right? And, and for that case, they probably just move on. They go to the next guy, the guy that's hungry to be at BC, the guy that is hungry to play for Jeff Halfley. And then they wrap up that 20 kids. And then what they do for what I, I kind of got the sense with what they were offering for the later period are those kind of flyers, right? Boston College, you know, Halfley has said, and I keep saying this because some people just do not listen, but Boston College is not living in the transfer portal. We gotta we gotta we gotta make that the the number one um, motto of BC's uh, developmental philosophy. They're gonna get a few guys here and there, but they wanna be able to get these kids. And so I think BC is happy to look and find an Isaiah Ferris, maybe someone who's under-recruited, who didn't get a chance to get a scholarship somewhere. That's these kids that Boston College are going to go after in this late period. And I think it's a great opportunity for BC to find a kid that maybe, you know, didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, interest. Look at Jaden Williams. Jaden Williams signed really, really late. And I think he was, no, he wasn't a late signee, but he signed like a week before um, National Signing Day. So you, you get those types of players that kind of slip through, and Boston College has the space to take them. I think that's a great thing for them. Now, the other schools out there, you see the the LSUs, Texas A&Ms, and, and uh, Floridas and Alabamas going nuts with five-star recruits. And that's this is, this is where the big boys play, and Boston College will never – I mean, you hate to hear it, but they're not going to be battling those schools for those players ever. And right now with NIL and the way that there's probably bags of money, I mean, you heard what Jimbo Fisher said. I mean, he was he was very adamant that there was not $35 million going to these recruits. But, hey, I don't know. They have like seven or eight five-star recruits. You start to wonder, right? But anyways, those are players that Boston College most likely will never be part, you know, against. I still kind of, just as a college football fan, I enjoy some of, watching some of that. I, I found endless entertainment 
that I, I mentioned just a second ago that Brian Kelly made that ridiculous video. If you have not seen it, it's everywhere where he's like doing that like 360 dance thing to like some rap song. But he looks like an old grandpa doing it with an, a younger kid. It's, it looks ridiculous. The kid, the kid does all that with Brian Kelly. The the video is viewed. I just saw eight million times, and the kid signed with Alabama today. I thought that was just kind of just funny. Um, but I love hearing all these stories and kind of watching along. But now it's on to 2023, and on bcbulletin.com, we're gonna have all the news. I've been interviewing kids. If you've been on there, if you're a premium member, you've been seeing a lot of the updates I've been giving. I got a few more interviews in the chamber coming up. Uh, make sure you you join. It's only a cup of coffee for that first month. It's only a dollar. Uh, sorry, it's only a dollar that first month and then a cup of coffee after that. Uh, and you get access to that. You get access to our premium boards and our Discord channel. It's easy. It's, it's, it's a little money. It helps support the site and you get a ton out of it. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, in our last segment, I'm going to go over some, some news items from around Boston College and we'll get into everything else you're going to want to need to know. All right, Eagles fans, this is AJ Black with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. That's cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE. There's no downside to doing this. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime you want to, right to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your, first cash, uh, your cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. This is AJ Black. I'm editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. Make sure to check out my work there. On next Early next week, we're going to have Mitch Wolf back on. He is at the Senior Bowl right now. Me and him have been texting quite a bit because um, I have to stay home and isolated uh, because of all that good stuff. But I've been chatting a lot with him, and he's been talking a lot about Zion Johnson and the performance he's had, and I think it's something worth watching because um, – I mean, just from the the scouting reports I'm getting, Johnson's killing it at the Senior Bowl. You know, it sounds like he has already started to move himself up to becoming one of the top guard, like either number one or number two guard in the entire draft. And folks, there's a good chance Zion Johnson could be going in the first round of the draft. Um, what I've loved, and and Mitch can talk more about this. He's done a whole. He's tried everything. He's been up and down the line. I've seen him at tackle, which I've heard he didn't have as much success. Which, if you watched Boston College last year, uh, totally understand that, right? But at guard, absolutely killing it. Probably want you know. You see the videos, and I've retweeted a whole bunch under BC Bulletin's uh, Twitter account. Make sure you follow that as well. And you can see just how dumb. I mean, he's going against other really top, top tier. Uh, defensive lineman, and he's he's holding his own and doing a really nice job there. Um, but it's also his work ethic. Um, over the last two days, on Wednesday and on Tuesday, after after practice, he's the last guy out there. He's doing, you know, at center, he he did some work at center. I guess he didn't have some of the greatest, greatest drills, and he was out there continuing to practice after. Coaches notice that stuff. You know, I'm a, I'm a Pats fan. I, I'll, I'll admit that all the time. And I, I said earlier when we talked about Brady a couple days ago, but uh, you know Belichick—that that's the kind of stuff that endears 
players to coaches. So um, I think Zion Johnson, this senior bowl has really cemented him as one of the top recruits. And this could be a lot, really fun NFL draft season, especially we'll have to wait to see how he does at the combine. But he, I mean, we've seen how nimble he can be. I'm, 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 I would be shocked if Johnson doesn't kill the combine um, numbers. I think he's going to do great. Little coaching news as well. Um, I always like to go back, and I know some of you guys don't want to talk about Dazio, and I'm not talking about Dazio here. I'm going to talk about one of his coaches, Brian White, uh, who was a running back, running back coach with BC uh, under Steve Adazio during some of the you know the AJ Dillon years. Uh, he ended up going with Adazio to Colorado State and lost his job when Adazio was fired this year. Uh, he already found a new job. He's going to Bowling Green, and some of you might go, ooh, I know that connection. Well, there is a connection there because Scott Leffler, who was Steve Adazio's offensive coordinator, is the head coach over at Bowling Green. As Mitch and I have joked about on the podcast, Leffler owns one of the only records, I think, of getting thrown out of a game. I think Steve Adazio and, and Leffler over the last year were two coaches that got thrown out. So he's going to join up uh, with Brian White. Brian White has a new position um, in the Mac conference. And we've talked about recruiting on this show a lot. And one of the names to watch for, for a 2023 recruit is Ronan Hannafin. He's a wide receiver, could play linebacker. It depends on how Boston college wants to use him. Um, he's a three to four star recruit, depending on what service you use. Uh, obviously a big name, Boston college. You want to get, he goes to, um, he's out of Cambridge. I think he goes to Brown and Nichols school. Well, his brother is a 2022 recruit. Boston College just offered him as a walk-on, uh, preferred walk-on. He's a quarterback, uh, class of 2022. He's got a walk-on offer from Merrimack and BC. Um, I, I don't always say that sometimes coaches are trying to make moves to kind of make things a little bit more comfortable for, for recruits that they want. But you read between the lines and you can tell me what you think. But uh, I just thought that was an interesting offer out there, especially that Hannafin seems to be going crazy about Notre Dame on social media. So... Um, I think BC might want to try to push to make sure he stays in the state, but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if he wants to go to Notre Dame, there's nothing you can do to stop him. But I'm sure BC will try to do whatever they can. So, on tomorrow's show, we will preview um, the weekend and sports. We'll get into anything that's breaking news related, and and uh, get into everything else Boston College related uh, that you want to talk about. Now, I asked yesterday, and I saw four of you do this already, and you know, everyone counts. Before you go today, I want you to go to YouTube, find Locked On Boston College, and hit subscribe. And if you find a video, just hit the like button. It helps. I'm telling you, it gets other people to find our podcast more easily, and it helps this podcast reach to more people. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you're in the car right now, please don't go onto YouTube and find that. I don't want to hear about you getting pulled over for this. But when you get to your destination, pull out your phone, go to YouTube, you all have subscriptions, I'm sure, to, I mean, uh, accounts on YouTube because if you have Gmail, it automatically signs you up. Just hit that subscribe button. It takes two seconds. It doesn't cost you a single thing, and it helps this podcast out. And you could be that person to help this podcast grow even more. Thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. You can follow Locked On BC as well. And make sure to check out our our website, bcbulletin.com, and our forum, Maroon and Gold Forums. We have a ton of fans on there talking right now. Um, the football site page is bumping with talks. Uh, talk about Brian Flores, and I didn't get into that today. We can talk about that tomorrow. Um, there's all sorts of discussion uh, on there. Tomorrow's show 
is our mailbag. I already got one question in the in the hopper, but if you have a question, hit me up on Twitter, email me, whatever. You can find me anywhere. Just find me, ask me that question, and we'll get it onto the podcast. Thank you all, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.